Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast designed to give people the inside scoops on what's going on in the life of our church. Uh, We have a special guest today, our production and tech director around here at Southridge. You may not know him, but uh, his name is Michael Nondorf. Mike, say hi to everybody. Hey everybody, thanks for having me. Um, Just acquaint some of us who may not know you well, Mike, with a little bit of your personal background, uh, family history, those kinds of things so that we can kind of enter into your world. Sure. Uh, So I've been going to Southridge since I was about 11. Um, I interned here right out of high school for just a year. Uh, my dad's been volunteering as a sound guy guru since I think since we got here. So um, I learned a lot from him. On that second side generation yeah, sound exactly. guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I went to film school kind of after the internship, and that's where I was for about four or five years. I uh, lived in Toronto for a year with my wife, where I did uh, stage stagehand work and worked on film sets and worked at an airport for a bit. Um, and so that's a little bit about me and my background before I uh, eventually got on staff at Southridge. Yeah. And so you moved back to Niagara. Yep. And uh, ended up on staff here. How? Do you want to talk about that story at all? Sure. So um, Mike Minema recently, at the time recently, had uh, come on staff as a site pastor, was meeting with my dad, and uh, my dad had mentioned he had a son who had experience with film, and Minema connected a dot and said, I think we just lost a film guy at Southridge. <laughs> um, and so I let my dad know, hey, you might want to tell your son to get in touch. So I emailed Jeff Martins, who I'd interacted with a bit while I was an intern, and uh, him and I sat down for a couple hours just chatting about life and kind of what was going on, um, and eventually started talking about what the role could look like, kind of balancing both my film expertise and also the production needs that they kind of needed at the time. Um, so that was kind of how that doc connected and how uh, I got uh, started that conversation of getting on staff here. Yeah, it was interesting because we'd, we'd lost a video guy, basically, yeah. video person, and you came, among other things, from the film school background, the video background. Yeah. And so that kind of got the conversation in the door. But the position, as you guys talked about it, and certainly as it's become today, um, I, I didn't introduce you with any video language, yeah. even though that's a huge part of it, production and tech. Um, can you just talk about how the role kind of morphed or evolved and what what it means to be the production director around here today. Sure. So it's a bit of a, a special balance. Um, there's kind of the two aspects to the role. One is that production side with sound, lighting, and graphics, and kind of all the different needs we have just in technology around the building. Um, then the other side is the video side. So that comes mostly most of my trainings with video. And so I work um, A, with volunteers, and B, with myself filming different stuff, like baptism interviews, different stories, um, and different creative projects. And the way that we balance those, I sit on the inspiration team led by Jeff Martins, and we sit on Tuesdays, we have programming. And we sit and we just talk about the different needs between those two things, and I kind of pitch uh, either the production stuff we can do or improve on or the video projects that we can work on and kind of balance both of those worlds um, together. Yeah, so. and they, they really are two worlds, aren't they? Because, you, you know, as a member of the inspiration team, you're adding video capacity. So yeah. making videos, telling stories, for weekend services primarily. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, a team member of that team. And then you're, you're, it's almost like a ministry services contribution yeah. because you don't just provide production and tech support in graphic lighting and sound uh, just for Sunday mornings. You Correct. provide it for the whole church, the whole ministry, all ministries across all locations, kind of everything and everywhere. Yeah. So that that's... Uh, a different dimension, and in that regard, uh, it certainly would feel if I was doing your job like I was living in two worlds. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And it's um, what is nice about it is that 
Um, you've got a guy like Jeff Martins who's got your back and just, um, yeah, the way we interact in that team and just helps balance those things really well. They do connect a lot of the time. Most of our videos get shown on a Sunday morning. So it's kind of a natural progression that they, they feed together well. Yeah. And even volunteer capacities. A lot of my volunteers kind of do a little bit of both. Um, they'll do video editing with me on a Thursday, but then we'll do graphics operating on a Sunday. So there's a bit of tie over. Right. Sure. They'll, they'll be in the sound booth on Sunday, yeah. but then they'll be at a youth event or then yeah, they'll be at correct. a special event that we have, a one church event or yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, well, we want to get into this conversation so that all of our members listening can understand this world to a greater degree. We're in the month of August and in some recruitment and team building for our uh, fall kickoff of our ministry season. And this is a huge ministry area where people can get involved that they may have never even known about. It's so behind the scenes. So we're going to give some profile to it in our conversation today. Um, just at an entry level, Mike, let's talk about the dynamics or the the values of production, of the things that go into production, because that's what your your ministry champions. Why would you say, first things first, production matters? Sure. Um, so back in the spring, we had a couple workshops, uh, tech workshops. And one of the things I talked about there with my tech teams was the difference between function and feel. And so those are two categories that we kind of have to champion as the production teams for our, our worship environments. Um, a big, The biggest value for our worship environments is to create what we call a choir for Christ. Um, Jeff Martins talks about this quite a bit. But as production teams, our role is to help first serve that function. So to be able to help our community sing and participate in the different aspects that we do in a non-distracted environment. And the second is to create feel in order to help them um, not just... Um, functionally participate, but actually feel and emotionally engage with what we're doing on a Sunday morning. Hmm. The the Choir for Christ uh, language is meant to kind of shift the paradigm from a congregation, you know, assembling on a Sunday and just watching some people yeah, worship, exactly. right? You've got some singers and a band on stage. So, you know, the fact that there's a stage and seats and audience and things like that can, can make it feel kind of like it's 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 a show of sorts and the choir for Christ is actually a reframing of no these people are stimulating and leading a congregation to offer worship yeah. not to watch worship being offered and so production plays a, a role in that uh, you talked about undistracted mm-hmm. um what's the difference between production done well or production non-existent or done poorly? Yeah. So production done well, a lot of people say is unnoticeable. If a sound guy is doing his job right, you shouldn't see or hear what he's doing. If the graphics guy is doing his job right, you're not going to see anything that he's doing. It all kind of melds in and blends in, which makes it a bit of a tough role for a lot of people because it can be rather thankful at times or thankless. Thankless, absolutely. And, uh, And when it when you are noticed because you made one small error in the morning, it's magnified because if you've been doing your job well for the last couple of weeks, suddenly someone notices it and they're like, well, now you're doing a garbage job. Well, no, yeah. you made one mistake. Yeah. And- yeah. How come they couldn't get that song lyric yeah, on, up on, on the screen well, at they, the time when they were singing it? Exactly. <laughs> but they nailed it the last 97 times they did it, yeah, but this yeah. one time they didn't. And- <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it does become a bit of a divergent a, a, a divergence or a distraction when it's not done well totally. versus it's seamless and yeah. uninterrupted when yeah. it, when it is. Uh, we talked earlier as well about the, the paradigm that the choir for Christ is trying to combat. And that is this go to church and be a, in the congregation, part of an audience watching 
um, the, the word production almost implies show, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're producing a, a product that people just kind of receive. So when when church and when Sunday services aren't intended to be that show, they're intended to be a stimulant of the people themselves, what's the difference in production's role there? Yeah. Um, so for that, I would go back to the function and feel mentality. Um it's a bit of a balance to strike because too much function, if we just functionally try and strive for that choir for Christ, then it just becomes choir practice, which isn't necessarily a great feeling. People can't walk away feeling inspired or um, kind of um, invested into um, too much feel. And that's where it starts to feel like a concert. So it's a matter of balancing those two things, probably putting a little more emphasis on the function side of it. So that's things like, um, we want to make sure the vocalists are nice and clear in our mixes when we're sound mixing so that uh, it's not just a drum concert or whatever, but like if I'm singing along, I need to be able to hear the lead vocalist so I can sing along with them. Things like lighting, we're not going to have flashy lighting all over the place, but we need to highlight who's leading the song or um, use color to kind of create an emotion or feel, but not distract away from yeah. what we're ultimately trying to do. Yeah, yeah, great examples. Um Around Southridge, we talk about the work of production ultimately as a ministry. Yeah, right? you absolutely. lead production ministry. So, you know, when you're training your people, um, who would you say the ministry of production serves? Yeah. So I got three categories here. The main one, obviously, is our congregation to create, like we talked about, an environment um, undistracted and uh, one that helps people to follow along easily on a Sunday morning. Um, another one would be our, our non-tech volunteers. So I would like to encourage our teams, like the band is a member of a team that you're a part of, the hosts and the teachers, and for the MS people, like um, the, the group leaders and the Sunday morning um, kids leaders and stuff, those are people you have to serve and, and provide your tech gifting and skills to help them have a, a seamless and easy morning so they can focus on doing their job. Um, and then the third one would be the tech team themselves actually serve each other a bit in a way that they can come and feel accepted and um, ready to serve as part of a team. And they really, um, it's cool to see people who have been here a while who really get that fact. And uh, yeah, you can see the difference that they're like, this is a team that I'm a part of and I'm living um, out that full devotion to Christ in, in these moments. And yeah, things. together with each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, have there been times in your ministry experience where you've seen lives like directly change through the ministry of production or or lives that are changing as the beneficiaries of good or better production? Yeah, it's a bit of a challenging question um, because like we talked about, if it's a production done well, it's unseen. So for the most part, people probably don't see or feel it. I would definitely get comments some mornings of people were like, man, that was just so good worship that morning or whatever. And I'll know that it was like, I know Tim did a great job on the mix that helped the band feel confident in their own abilities. I'll have comments from the band like, I don't know what it was, but it just felt better this morning. So I'll get those comments. I know people won't be like, the production was 10 out of 10. That that doesn't happen, yeah. but that's okay. That was an amazing production. Right. No one's going to no, no, say, no one's that. Gonna say that. Yeah. And we don't want them to. Um, but generally speaking, we do get those comments. The other one um, that I think we can do a better job at, but we've been trying to as well, is to accommodate those with accessibility, uh, accessibility challenges. Um, so there's little things like providing uh, hearing devices um, for people who have trouble hearing, um, providing spaces for people who, who might find it too loud in the room or who um, too bright or whatever, just, be, just uh, to kind of think sensitively about that. So we've had a couple ideas kicking around to try and improve that. Um, mm -hmm but it's certainly been a heart for certain volunteers and certain staff members as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I'd like to chip in there um, because people may not know this, but part of your 
purview. You talk about Sundays and then sort of everything else. Yeah. I don't know whether it falls into the everything else or probably in the Sundays, but you, you quarterback the pre-recording of our messages. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, on the, on the weeks that I'm teaching, you know, I'll show up on a Thursday evening and, you know, you're there with three or four other people, camera crew, back room, switcher, you know, tech people. I probably won't even describe the roles properly, but, <laughs> um, and, you know, th- there's this team of people providing production to something that is nothing less than articulating the gospel to two of our three locations. Right. And then on top of that, sharing the gospel and the message of Jesus' love to anybody who would access our community and our teaching online. Yeah. So any first impression that people are going to have, a couple months ago, I I interviewed one of, at the time, our our elder candidates, uh, Rick Prince, and he was talking about how when, when he and his wife Eunice moved to Niagara from the GTA... They started to discover, you know, what church they'd want to be a part of. And the first thing they did was started to explore uh, different churches' messages online. Like that was their access point to church. And, you know, from my perspective as the teacher, um, like the teaching I'm providing is the teaching I'm providing. The only way that that can be provided to other locations multi-site and the only way it can be provided to others who missed a service who want to check out our church online and the only way it can provide a first impression to anybody is through the ministry of production. The ministry of production is actually the majority, in a lot of ways, the majority of our teaching impact. And when we have our little prayer times before uh, before we record a, a, a... a weekend message, uh, I try to remind everyone of that, that it's it's the assembly of all of these gifts, not just the teaching gift, but it's the assembly of all these gifts by God's spirit that he's using to touch hearts and change lives and open people up to him. And so in just one example that I'm most directly exposed right. to, uh, I see massive impact of the ministry of production, even though for many of us, the pre-recorded messages, that process happens totally behind the scenes and totally unknown. No, totally. I've had yeah. a couple of conversations with people who thought we were live streaming them from other sites. Like, no, 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 we record those. People spend an evening every Thursday. Like, it's an ordeal, right? But again, that invisibility factor is real for, for yeah, a lot of um, when you have pep talks with people in your production ministry, what do you try to get them to appreciate so that they can know the significance of their contribution? Oh, that's a good question. Um yeah, I mean, I I try to personally always encourage and say thanks for serving. Like, hey, great job this morning. Like, I know they're not going to get that from a lot of other people, but I will say it myself. Myself, I'll also encourage a lot of other people. And you're great for this, Jeff. But to to name people when you're like, um, hey, can you throw up that slide for me? Instead to say, hey, Ethan, can you throw up that slide for me? Like, there's a person yeah, behind hey, that Patty, computer. Hey, Patty, can you throw it? Exactly. Yeah. So, to, so to Hey, per- Lori, can you throw that slide up? Totally. Personalize whatever's happening in the room tech-wise so that it's not just some invisible tech booth, but like people who are behind it. And we understand that this is a community effort. Um, I, I try to encourage uh, my band leaders and speakers and everyone to kind of participate in that way. It's a simple little thing, but to use people's names when you're addressing kind of tech stuff that's going on. Very cool. Um, Mike, we want to get into a little bit of just a, a picture of your ministry, what it all entails, because when we're talking about production and tech, even when I throw something like pre-record out, people may have no idea that that's 
actually part of the, the the purview of all the things that you're responsible for. So when it comes to your production ministry, what are some of the main aspects of it? And what, what you know, in a detailed way, what does it all include? Um, yeah, there's a lot of different aspects of it. Um, um, so I'll, I'll talk first Sunday morning. The three main ones Sunday morning are graphics, lighting, and sound. Those are the three roles people can fill. Um, and like we said, it's to help um, functionally help people engage with that choir for Christ. Graphics being one that they're throwing up slides for songs so people can follow along, including um, backgrounds to help create feel. Lighting, guys, it's creating an environment where you can um, focus your attention. We'll say the brightest spot in the room is where your attention is focused. And sound is creating one that... Um, you're hearing the stuff you need to be hearing clearly, um, but there's also lots of feel in the room. It's not just um, this loud voice screaming at you with a little bit of instruments in the background. Like it's a full band experience. In the graphic role, uh, is there a contribution that people make to making these graphics? Sometimes I wonder, where do these come from? They don't just fall out of thin air. That's probably part of the process too. Yeah, so that's sort of coordinated with Kelly Smallden, our communications director. Um, she has a couple of people who volunteer for her graphic stuff. And then we also have uh, occasionally some more creative things like video backgrounds or whatever that we have a number of volunteers, as well as myself, who kind of participate in creating those. Um, Generally, it's it's the pretty standard ones come out with a graphics package that Kelly and her volunteers um, develop and distribute. Um, but anything a little more nuanced, we kind of try and get either myself or volunteers to create. So in the production world, that's your purview. It's more the delivery of that content yeah. and the maneuvering through on a Sunday morning of when those graphics, whether it's the song slide or, yeah. you know, an announcement image with all the information about a certain event or those kinds of things. Um, That's, that's the graphics contribution. Anything else you want to talk about specific to Sunday morning production? Um, I mean, the other ones would be uh, all the different things that happen on a Sunday morning because production happens in the auditorium for sure, but then it also happens in kids' ministry. Right. Um, now, we have an M&S program exactly. times three locations. I don't manage that directly, but I provide support and help to to the teams who do. Um, I think they would love for you to manage that right. directly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this is a huge need, and for our members totally. to appreciate, you know, if you're coming from a tech background or you know people that might be interested in providing production and tech support, uh, on Sundays, everything that happens in the auditorium also replicates itself in an age-appropriate way in our M&S ministry, yep. right? Across three locations. So talk about those tech needs because they're very similar. Yeah, very similar graphics and sound. It's usually one, maybe two volunteers who who work on that. Um, but the systems are getting old, just like pretty much all of our systems are getting a bit old. So there's little tech problems to have to kind of to get over. Um We've got great teams in place right now, but they're always in need of just people to help step up and really own those worlds a bit so that it's not overwhelming for either some of the younger folks who are a bit nervous about like, I don't want to break this thing or whatever. Mm. Um, It's just even just helpful to have someone who can feel like they're owning it, even if they're not like super tech guru-y, but feel like they're owning it enough that people aren't nervous something's going to break or... Absolutely. I remember, been around long enough that I can remember days where there was no tech support of any right. kind in yeah. these ministries and and just the comfort of troubleshooting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you've got large group teachers, you got small group leaders and different MS kids ministry leaders, hall monitor type people. And if all of a sudden the tech doesn't work or the tech goes down halfway yeah, through yep. something, if there's not a troubleshooter there, who's on that? 
Like one of those people that is yeah. on that, and then it distracts them totally. from the role that they would otherwise be playing yep. to make direct impact in the lives of these kids in the way that they were intending to. And you just see the dominoes fall from there. Yeah. So, you know, when you when you play this out in the in the context of an actual morning, the production and tech support in kids ministry, even if it isn't as intensive as the auditoriums, uh, it's still massively important to the ministry that we're trying to provide Absolutely. in those teaching environments. And it's something I provide support for myself. I am the tech guy, so I know all of our equipment. But when this is something Martin is our, Martins and I are always talking about. I'm one person. We have three locations. So I'm not going to physically be everywhere. It's always so handy when I'm calling Vineland and it's Thomas Reimer picking up. I'm like, oh, good. I can talk with you. I know what we're going to figure out now um, versus just someone who's just panicking and doesn't know anything about tech or whatever. Right? Right. Versus the large group teacher who yeah, says, I hope I, no idea tech what, doesn't work. Exactly. What do we do? I'm not an Apple person. Well, okay, yeah. it's not an Apple problem, but that's yeah. great. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's good to have people who just... Uh, are confident enough. They don't need to be experts, but confident enough to, to call me and talk through whatever problems we're having, right? Yeah. Uh, in addition to the Sunday morning production and tech worlds, uh, can you walk through some of the practicalities of some of the other pieces, whether it's pre-record or supporting other ministry initiatives? Yeah. Um, so there, there, there's two ones there. Uh, I guess there's a third one even. So pre-record is a pretty big one. We pump out a message every single week. We record it on Thursday evenings. Um, I've gotten lately a lot of um, young adults uh, stepping up to volunteer in that. Much thanks to Chris Fowler for his uh, his contribution with bringing Brock kids in and stuff. It's been super helpful for me getting kid, uh, younger people involved. Um and even on that front, it kind of has started to bleed a little bit into helping in other video projects. I've gotten four or five volunteers now who kind of help edit and um, even shoot some of the videos that we show on Sunday mornings, whether even creative videos or just straight up uh, baptism interviews or whatever, um, which has been a huge help for me because up until lately, it's kind of just been me owning those things. So it's great to be able to hand something off to a volunteer. In fact, a couple months ago, I was able to get a volunteer pretty much edit an entire project without me touching it at all, mm -hmm. which was like a huge weight off my shoulders. Um, and those two ministries kind of bleed into each other because you're dealing with video cameras and then video editing. So they kind of meld well together. Um, and then the third one would be, which we don't have a lot of volunteers in this past summer, we've had a couple of volunteers step up in a couple roles. Um, but the different events that happen outside Sunday mornings, whether it's uh, Caribbean, uh, worker worship nights, um, shelter retreats, or, um, even stuff like life group events, uh, sometimes they'll need like projector needs or TV needs or whatever in connection lounges or cafes or whatever. Um, and so right now it's pretty much just me and Ray Van Geester, IT guy, uh, on call answering those questions. But it'd be great to even have um, kind of people step up and be able to, um, like, if you're in a life group and you know a little bit about tech, just let us know that and we can have that ball in your court to say, okay, if they're having trouble, you're the guy and they'll talk to you first. Yeah, and there's if, meetings that happen at the church. Totally, right? yeah, 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 all the time. Men's and women's yep. coffees are, and and sometimes, you know, we've got these TV screens, mm -hmm. uh, these monitors in, in cafes and, and outside of auditoriums and stuff that get used for stuff, yep. that get used for meetings, that get used for life groups. And it's it's amazing how quickly those tech support issues can rise yep. oh, absolutely. Uh, beyond just Sundays, never mind youth events or like yeah. you said, shelter retreats, yep. anchor cause events, Caribbean worker nights, uh, yeah. concerts and things like that. And especially with Welland getting its building, that's added a whole nother paradigm to now there's Harvest Kitchen events and all those sorts of things happening that require tech needs as well. So it's growing even as, as we go along through these, these ministry seasons. Yeah. Um, with that, are there specific areas in our church where we could use significantly more production or tech support? Uh, I mean, that would be one just on a weekly basis to have either 
um, dreaming a little bit, but like an on-call position or like someone, uh, even just, um, we name a couple of people who were involved in those things that can say, you know what, I'll, I'll own tech. And yeah, I don't location even need to be available. Yeah, but right now it's Nate Dirks is calling me and he doesn't know anything, not anything about tech, not to throw Nate on her bus or anything. Nate doesn't know anything right. about tech. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Neither but, does Jeff. <laughs> right, but to be able to say like there's a guy who's not Nate Dirks who knows a little bit about tech, but he could call Mike and actually talk through it pretty quickly because he knows enough that Mike can use language to, to help him figure out the problem quickly. Um, Besides that, are there places in your mind, like I'm hearing you describe, generally existing production needs yep. uh, in the kind of life and rhythm and scale of our church community? Uh, are there places in your mind where production ministry could grow in the future? Things we're not yet doing that people could get involved in? Yeah. So me and Jeff Martins have had this conversation a little bit, but around something we call a producer role or a tech director role. Um, the idea being someone on a Sunday morning who's got an eye on the whole service and can really just provide support. Right now, basically, I do that. But like we said, I'm one guy. I can't be in three locations at once. Um, but we've really wanted to be able to... and we've kind of tried experiments of this in, uh, in Vineland and a little bit in Welland. Um, but to be able to give someone the, the authority and responsibility to say like, you're on this and uh, you're kind of owning and keeping an eye on everything, especially as we uh, enter into more, we do a lot more of these spiritual exercises and very specific things that have a little more nuance and a little more complexity to how uh, we utilize the tech that we have, just to have someone there who, who can keep an eye on the whole team and make sure everybody's feeling supported and, and supervised. Yeah, because sometimes these incorporate other facets too with other even leaders or departments. Sometimes there's a an experience on Sunday morning that taps into communion. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. Or there's an experience where we need first impressions ushers to yeah. hand out materials or pencils or, uh, you know, it's 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 a much more holistic experience. Yeah. This We call it the spiritual gymnasium. Yeah, exactly. And so to have kind of ringleaders yep. there would certainly, uh, I, can, I can see that being a need. Right now it would be in St. Catherine's, Jeff Martin's wearing that hat. But if he's leading worship, that's a lot of different stuff to have to manage and think about. And it can be very mind splitting to have to worry about both those worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, as we're recruiting for the fall ministry season and giving opportunity for people to consider whether production and tech ministry is a place where they could plug in. Um, I mean, first impressions, we're joke, joking about people like me and Nate. It, it might feel like tech ministry requires a lot of technical skill mm -hmm. or a lot of training. Um, Mike, is that true? Can only a few select people serve in this ministry? Talk about that a little bit. So when I started, I would have thought, uh, I would have gone around asking Chris Fowler or um, the youth pastor at the time, like, hey, who's really techie in your world that, that can volunteer for me? And over time, I started asking other people like Vicki um, Giles, who was our former operations director, and she offered me a name of someone. She's like, this person isn't techie, but he's looking to get involved. And I was like, I can probably figure that out. Um, and so what I kind of began to learn was like, I don't need someone who's techie. Um, I actually met with the production director from Bethany about a year ago. And he was asking me similar questions. How do you recruit? And I kind of was like, um, just find people who are willing to learn, are good listeners, and just have a servant heart. Like they just want to serve. Um, most people get it in their head. Like I need to be the super techie person. I need to be like a huge nerd and into all kinds of computer stuff. You don't really need to be. You just need to have a heart to serve your community. And um, biggest one is just detail orientation. If you're kind of you know, easily distracted. Maybe it's not for you, but ultimately um, we'll teach you what you need to know. And most of my volunteers who are top notch right now didn't come in knowing how to do graphics or run lighting boards or whatever. They learned it as we went along. 
Um, so yeah, I'd say just a willingness to learn and have a servant heart is the biggest to ask. Yeah, obviously, you know, by the time you've got a person who's making videos, mm. right, there's some editing or even some camera work or, you know, skills that you'll have developed. But like you said, some of those video editors or even camera people, you know, they started off in pre-record where yep. they were trained and exposed on how to do that. So um, other than, uh, you know, I'm hearing teachability or humility, uh, detail orientation, uh, eagerness to learn. Are there any other capacities that you just would be top of mind that would be almost prerequisites to serve in production ministry? Um Availability is a bit of one. Um, okay, yeah, talk about the availability. Yeah. I mean, so it depends on the role, but tech roles for Sunday, it's pretty much just be available once a month on Sunday mornings. Um, for the other roles, it's a bit more involved, like video shoots and stuff kind of pop up and we have to make them happen. Um, generally speaking, I find the person who wants to get involved in video is pretty open-minded. And if I have enough people, it's it, I don't need to have you available 24-7 kind of thing. But just some open-mindedness to, hey, we're, we're going to do a shoot 8 o'clock this evening or in a couple evenings. Is that fine with you? Yeah, totally. I'll be there. No problem. Or, or just being open and honest with scheduling. Like, now that's not going to work right up front with me. Communication's key. Um, I think a lot of people get our emails and kind of like, ah, I'll check that later and then forget about it. It'd be Particularly super, mine. <laughs> right, exactly. It'd just be so key to, to, yeah, make sure we're communicating clearly and openly. Um, it's even just helpful for yourself and for me and for everyone involved that we're just super clear in communication. So communication is a pretty big, yeah. big skill to have. I, I appreciate that you mentioned availability because, you know, when I think about, again, in my, in my world, that my primary exposure to production ministry is yep. when we do uh, teaching content. And sometimes in addition to the pre-recorded messages, sometimes we'll do on-location shoots. Yep. You know, an on-location shoot for an Easter service or an on-location interview for It Takes a Village or, you know, we've done these things in the past. And, you know, when I see the group assembled, I, I realize that, that you know, so many of them are, they're just learning on the fly, yeah, even as we do that. Yep. And it's just their availability that you need to like be there on the Saturday morning for the shoot or yep. be there in the evening for the shoot. So, you know, if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, this would be a pretty cool way to contribute to some really significant stuff. Um, what what kind of skills do I need? Availability is a big one. Yeah. I appreciated you, you describing that. Um, shift gears for a second, because like every ministry area, and I know that you've tapped into this a little bit already. Um, this isn't just a place to provide output. Yep. It's also a place to receive input, yep. to benefit, to grow, things like that. Um, can you describe for us, first of all, Mike, the kinds of support that leaders like you want to provide for people who serve in production ministry? If I'm going to join this team, what kind of investment will I receive? Yeah, I'd say the biggest one is stress relief. I hope when I walk away from a Sunday, people felt like, okay, that was pretty easy. Everything seemed to go smoothly. It never is for me. If I'm being totally honest, I always walk away like, oh, that was exhausting. <laughs> um, but I, I hope my volunteers walking away feel like they felt supported. They didn't feel like anything was like weighing on them or that they um, felt a ton of pressure, but instead feel like I felt supported and like Mike was in my camp and everything seemed to feel like it went along smoothly. Uh, myself or Ray. Ray also provides a lot of support for our Sunday morning teams. And just to be clear on that, no one would ever be thrown into a role that they're ill-equipped no, to do, totally, yeah. especially independently. Yeah. So if you've never worked a soundboard, you're not going to be thrown into one of our locations where you don't happen to be at on that Sunday morning Correct. running sound and yep. trying to figure out how to get that screech out of the out of the soundboard. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, 
you know, just to appreciate that in a, in a practical way. Uh, other other kinds of investments that you you mentioned, you know, when I was training my tech team, uh, are there equipping times or how, how does training and development happen? Uh, we basically just shadow. We have people um, come in and sit with, we actually have team leads for each department uh, in each location. And so I usually have them sit down with them and basically that person does it the first week and the new person just kind of watches and learns and absorbs. Sometimes if it seems like they're really catching on, they'll take over for the second half of the service or something, um, especially in roles like graphics that are a little more straightforward. Um, but pretty typically it's quite, um, yeah, quite community oriented. It's, it's not like we're going to sit you down and there's a person with a checkboard doing a test or anything. It's a lot more, you're just listening and learning and sitting with the person and uh, getting to know the environment, what it feels like to be on the tech team. Can you share, just give us one example of someone in the production tech ministry that you've seen grow and kind of blossom in yeah. their, their ministry area? Uh, I've got a couple people. Um, like a Ben Jansen, uh, he started volunteering me pretty much just as soon as I started on staff doing, he's doing graphics op, pre-record. He actually produces some of our pre-record sessions now. Yeah, teen, also, a teenager. teenager. This is he's one of my 16. son's friends about yep. to start grade 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's edited some videos. If you've been in our service, you've probably watched a video he's edited. Um, and it's been great to work alongside him and see him grow. Uh, another great one would be Lori Jansen. She's taken on the role of graphics team lead. About a year ago, she would have started. And uh, her team has grown and thriving and doing great and feeling really good because she's just such a supportive person who just comes up and encourages everybody and really makes it feel like it's not like you walk into your job and go home, but like it's a team you're a part of and just an, an extra experience you get to have as uh, as a church member. When yeah, like Lori's a school teacher. Yeah, exactly. Lori wasn't a, nope. a yeah. tech grad of some no, totally. you know college program or just was a, a school teacher that wanted to serve that you got involved and now she's a team lead yep. in our St. Catherine's location yeah. and able to equip other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And does a great job at that. I mean, I'm thinking when I, when I think about examples of this, I I'm looking across in this podcast at you. And I mean, I remember when you were an intern, Yeah, yeah I actually yeah. remember when, before you were an intern, uh, when you were just, you know, Bev and Andy's kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think back there, it was probably in the video and production era of Mike Entz. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, the way that he took younger people under his wing and through exactly what you're talking about, just shadowing and then trying and then developing and then experiencing and then expanding and then teaching other people. And, uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, you're a product of that. Yeah, and absolutely. what you're seeing now in examples like a Ben Jansen or Laurie or others, you know, you're, you're kind of seeing yourself in them of people who were just interested in serving in ways that maybe were more behind the scenes, but still quite significant and taking them under your wing and yeah. helping them to become, you know, something way beyond what they ever were. Very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I, I think is cool about uh, production and tech ministry in its behind the scenes is it allows you to be inner circle yeah. in a lot of ways, yep. right? It's behind the scenes and unseen, but it, it actually is kind of inner circle. Uh, how does that help foster a sense of belonging to our community in the people that you're, that you're serving with? Yeah. There's sort of two modes in which it, it fosters that feeling. Um, one would be getting to interact with leaders, both like 
uh, you and Mike in pure chord settings or worship leaders on Sunday morning in uh, uh, worship environments, um, just getting to actually talk with them and hear their heart and get to know them a little bit. I had a, a recent volunteer start in Vineland who had never had a conversation with Justin before, even though he'd been there a year already. And uh, even before he had hopped on into the graphics seat, he knew he was he was going to be in the graphics seat, but he went up and introduced himself and said, hey, Justin, I'm your new graphics operator. And Justin was so thrilled to meet him. Like it just creates this sense of, okay, no, I, that's a guy I can go talk to. Like if I'm on a team with him and I'm interacting with him, that's someone I can go talk to. I hope most people can feel like they can absolutely approach those Almost people. Almost immediately. Yeah, exactly. Like I see people, and like you said, you've got a number of uh, younger adults, next gen, yep. involved in pre-record, which is again, one of the tech worlds that I'm a little closer to. And on the mornings when I'm teaching, if I if I roll into a pre-record and I'm meeting people for the first yeah. time, uh, I mean, all of a sudden, these are friends that I know then in, yep. in future pre-records totally. who right away have have access to people that they never really got to know before or have exactly. a, a connection with. Yep. So you pole vault into some uh, pretty cool worlds through yeah. the behind the scenes work that uh, production ministry and, and tech support does. Yeah. And then the second mode would be just interacting as a team. I think there's a lot to be said about being able to engage in community. And one of the biggest ways is to just get involved. And this is a great opportunity, um, especially for introverted people. Um, going on stage and singing or being a life group leader or whatever requires a lot more of an extroverted kind of nature. It's quite a lot to kind of talk to people and engage from a very visible standpoint. Um, but the tech world is one that you can absolutely get deeply engaged, um, but not have to interact. Ideally, you're interacting with your, your tech team, but not interact in a very like, um, front of the line kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. It allows you to kind of opt in. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. Um, but still feel quite um, influential and like you have a, a major role to play. Like I feel like a lot of our people would, would walk away feeling like they really contributed on a Sunday morning without having to feel like they had a spotlight on them the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, along those lines, because again, this is August recruitment season yep. for building these teams and you're deep into the building of these teams in your production tech world. Um you know, give us a few minutes of your best sales pitch for members listening and frankly, members listening on behalf of other people. Maybe they have kids or friends or, you know, they know people that they would love to enfold into the ministry to a greater degree who might fit this uh, kind of mix of the, the kind of person that would benefit from being part of the tech team. Give us your sales pitch to join your team. Yeah, I'd say if you're not involved, um, you're really depriving yourself of the experience. Um of getting to live your life fullest uh, within your church community. I think um, a lot of what you get to actually experience um, as a Christ follower happens in community and in those moments where you're serving your church, not just showing up on Sunday morning and then leaving as soon as they say goodbye, everybody, see you next week. Um, and I think in the tech world, you especially get to do that um, in a way that's um, comfortable and not um, highlighting you as a person, but getting letting you do that humbly and with a servant-hearted attitude. Not bad. I think, uh, you know, as I listen to that, the, 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 what strikes me is actually the, the, the biblical underpinning mm. of roles like this. I think about in 1 Corinthians 12, where the Apostle Paul's talking about the vision of how the church works, you know, metaphor of the body and all the different gifts are represented as these body parts. And he says there that some of the parts that are the least prominent are actually the most significant, mm. right? Some of the parts that you think are the least important are actually the most necessary is actually Absolutely. the language that he uses. And, and I don't think across our membership, because of how non-prominent most of the production and tech roles are, I don't think that we automatically appreciate how significant they are. 
Yeah, Gang, if you're fitting Mike's bill here and you're hearing him kind of give that description and, and that vision cast and thinking, hey, that might apply to me. You know, hear the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that says some of the parts that are the least prominent are actually the most significant. You can step into this world, be part of a team, experience community in a real opt-in, you know, not spotlight kind of yeah, appropriate yeah. way. And you can make really, really significant contributions Absolutely. to how the gospel is preached, how the message of the love of Jesus is shared, how worship is inspired, choirs for Christ are facilitated, and how ministry or ministries are served all throughout the week and across all of our locations. You can have a very, very significant contribution, uh, even though you're not necessarily in one of these prominent roles. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, um, another thing that you had alluded to is, uh, particularly with pre-record, but I think it's more general, the, the way that production and tech can allow uh, next-gen to be involved yep. and emerging leaders. Can, can you talk about that specifically a little bit? Because when I think about your story and even the internship and things like that in your world, the, the capacity to disproportionately involve and include young people not just in the production and tech, but then in the storytelling and in the leadership and ultimately in the lifeblood of our church. This is a real on-ramp for that. Yeah. Talk about that specifically. Um, one thing on the tech world is just like I've noticed kids pick up tech so fast. Like um, a lot of what we do is on computers these days and it takes like no time at all for – I'm thinking of a guy like Owen Michaels who like just took to it like a fish to water. Like in no time at all he was helping out with all kinds of little things and details and stuff and like – I met him like once. Yeah, like they, I they they get it. Totally. They're, I haven't had to do a ton of hands-on training. Like he gets it and is great at troubleshooting on his own. And like, um, yeah, they can, they can find things the way that like, um, older people who are a bit newer to technology have a harder time with. Right. Yeah. So. One of my, one of my sons, uh, last winter was timekeeping for right. a, a hockey organization yeah, yeah, yeah. and they started, they made the shift to timekeeping through iPads. And I, I took him to his training time and I, I thought, oh man, this is going to be pretty complicated. I knew how timekeeping worked formerly using a sheet and I yeah. thought, oh man, this is going to be a real shift. It was a breeze for him to yeah, pick up sure. and actually much easier and started, you know, scrolling and, you know, f figuring it out. And I, I was just amazed with how native the next generation is to tech. Yeah. It's, it's just an awesome opportunity totally. for them to get to bald and... Uh, are you seeing other ways that the next gen can kind of rise up through this kind of back or side door of production and tech ministry? Yeah. So um, one story I have when I was in film school, um, Toronto International Film Festival happens in Toronto and right not, right by where my university was. And uh, one of the big directors at the time, he's a little quieter now, but Joss Whedon uh, was walking around and my buddy bumped into him um, and asked him, he directed like the Avengers and like big movies, right? Mm -hmm. Bumped into him and asked him like, if you had one piece of advice for a young filmmaker, what would it be? And his answer was like, just make movies. And my buddy was like, that doesn't, okay, that's not helpful. And Joss was like, I'll expand. Um, like when I was a kid, it was all in film. Like it was so hard to do any of these things we want to do. We've entered the digital era, like it's so much easier to, to make movies, to to do sound, to do any of this stuff is so much more accessible these days. So like, yeah, the biggest thing is like we live in a digital era when it's so easy to do a lot of this stuff. So just go do it is kind of the message that Joss Whedon had for my friend then. And I've kind of really taken that to heart for younger people. Like um, 
it can seem intimidating on the stuff, but like it's so accessible in the digital age, more so than it was 10, even 10 years ago when I was starting out. So just go do it is the, the biggest thing I can say. Especially, especially coming from that more native to tech background when they can jump on board and right away find themselves as part of a supported team. Yeah, exactly. Right, with each other yep. who are supported by leaders of, like you yeah. and equipped in yep. those tasks. Very cool. Totally. Hey, uh, in this uh, episode of this August recruitment season, uh, any final encouragements or challenges that you would have to our membership who are listening? Yeah, I can't say this enough. And I feel like I've said this this whole time, but don't let any intimidation kind of trip you up um, of seeing, you know, you look back and you see someone on the soundboard and like a Raymond Van Geest and he looks so intense or whatever, but like, it's a super comfortable environment and we try to do nothing but encourage each other and build each other up in ways that hopefully make it really easy to, to feel included and involved. And easy to feel like um, making a little mistake isn't a bit isn't a huge deal and that uh, yeah you can just feel included and involved when you join that team awesome yeah it's cool to see the capacities that these task-driven roles have yeah, to yep. provide belonging and inclusion yeah, and totally. significance. I, I can't stress that enough and, and you're stressing that as well. So uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, gang, I hope you've been inspired. And if in your world or in people in your circles, your life group, your family, uh, you know that they could benefit from being involved in this ministry area, make sure to reach out to Mike. Uh, his contact information is on our website, which he and other tech people have helped create. Uh, so uh, another benefit of that. But uh, be encouraged as we're building these teams and getting to launch into ministry, uh, the significant contribution that behind the scenes roles like production and tech can make. Mike, thanks for joining us. And thanks everyone for listening again. And uh, we're excited to keep journeying together as we continue finding our way. Take care, everyone. Bye.